Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Explode, your expert business show brought to you by gtex.org.uk. I'm your host, Simone Vincenzi, and this is the podcast for experts who want to become the ultimate authority in their niche while making an impact in the world. And today I have a special episode for you, which is uh, how to create, grow, and maintain an online community with the one and only Desislava Dobreva. But before I get started, we are now closing our mentoring program, Sales Mastery Intensive, where we'll teach you all you need to know to get more clients, make more money in your business while serving your highest calling. There is the link here in the show notes, so make sure you scroll down and so then we can see if the program is a good fit for you, but it's going to be closing. Back to the show. As I said, I have the pleasure to interview Desislava Dobreva, a strategist, TEDx speaker and social media influencer with an audience of over 100 projects. And she helped businesses build and scale brands that are powerful, profitable for her unconventional approach to branding because she dives deep into the psych holds training on the topic. Now, in this episode, we talk about how your new members, how to grow your online community and attract new members. You can read the interview transcript and get the bonus resources at W30. And also you can find the links to connect with this is Lava Dobreva people and get business partnerships, learn what are the latent part of our Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz Community, and is here in the show notes. And last but not least, if you haven't subscribed, incredible episode. Now it's time to get started in an online community with Desislava Dobreva. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching this exclusive interview with this is Lava Dobreva, the branding queen. Today we are talking about how to start, grow, and maintain an online community. So you will absolutely love this interview. So let me uh, she can connect. And then if you're watching the replay, please make sure you put hashtag replay as well. And um, also you will absolutely you can ask also your questions away if you're watching on if you're listening on the podcast welcome 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 as well so um, uh, the reason why we are doing this interview while we are waiting for des to join um, the reason why we are doing this interview it is because uh, it is uh, now is is really important to create a community around uh, your business um, first i want to say hi to john vanek uh, uh, mia as well uh, so let's get this in. So as I said, it's absolutely crucial to start a, a community. And one of the biggest business lessons I got was uh, start uh, your community first and the community will build your business. And that's why we are joined today by the one and only Des the Breva, which is live with us. Hey Des, how you doing? Hola people, I'm doing great. How are you? Incredibly well, incredibly well. It's great to see you here. Uh, just finished a good workout in the gym, so I'm still like super pumped and uh, ready for this uh, incredible interview. It's been a while actually, even done an interview together. Oh my, I don't a... even remember the last time. I think it was before the Thailand retreat. <laughs> that was about January yeah. time. Oh my god, that is too long. 
That's too long. That's too long. In fact, it was well overdue. Um, so that's uh, uh, let's uh, uh, today we are going to talk about uh, uh, how to start, to grow, and maintain an online community. In particular, you do something with uh, your online community, the BBS Squad, which is uh, completely different to what a lot of other people do, and uh, your processes are absolutely incredible um uh, actually let's start uh, uh, let's start from uh, from the beginning how did you end up uh, having the idea of launching a community let's start from there and then we're, we're going to look at different strategies um that's actually a great question nobody asks me that i don't know why i think that's the best part because when remember you were coaching me when I, when I created BBS, right? And I remember just yeah. thinking, even though I was barely making any money at the time because it was just the beginning, I remember just thinking I really want to have this safe place where people can just be themselves because everybody was so fake in the online world and you were the first and only person I found that was actually helping me with legit, authentic strategies without compromising my integrity. I just didn't see that. So I thought, well, I really want to have a place where, of course, it brings me recurring revenue, um, but it's not just about the money. I want people to feel safe. I want them to feel like there are no stupid questions inside of BBS, only outside. And I want them to just feel fully supported. So I created it when I was still living in my one-bedroom apartment in Copenhagen, Denmark. That was mm -hmm. a great experience. Um, and it's actually picked up really, really fast. We have like 20 founding members within the first week. Yeah, and uh, I remember saying, uh, oh, that's, don't do that. That's a very stupid idea right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you definitely proved me wrong. Uh, and uh, it was a, this is a lesson as well. Like A lot of time you will work with people and uh, they will tell you what they think is the best solution for you but sometimes you've got to just to trust your gut instinct and for you you said no this is what i want to do and you were so stubborn that i said okay fuck it just you go ahead and do it i'll support you in doing it then <laughs> uh, so let's uh, let's look at this is uh, this is the start and uh, remember we, you had a great launch and uh, uh, now we are running this community for a few years and your processes uh, have evolved massively. Uh, you're now, uh, we have created one of the best onboarding processes I've seen in terms of uh, onboarding and retention as well. So what I want to talk about, first of all, is um, what is the focus of your community? Because there are other online communities. So what did you decide to focus on? And uh, also then we take the journey from starting, growing and maintaining. So we are going to look at these strategies. So let's start from your focus. What is your community focused on? Um, before I say that, somebody wants to say hi. <laughs> hey, Lucifer. <laughs> Lucifer in the house. <laughs> it's a big part of BBS. He actually works um, customer support. So if you go on our website, you'll see Lucifer as customer support, for real. Um, <laughs> So the BBS... Does he run some courses as well? Not yet, but he really wants to. I told him he needs to learn how to be better on camera because he usually yawns. <laughs> it's pretty quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Only on camera. Um, All right, but... let's get started. <laughs> so actually the interesting thing about BBS is that you know how I always say... And it's a fact that every single business owner comes to a, a point in their journey where they need to rebrand. 
Like that's get off my lamp. Oh my god, sorry. It's on my lamp. Um every every business comes to a point where you need to execute a rebranding process. It's whether because your audience has evolved or your offerings have evolved or just your brand identity has evolved because you are a completely different person in the beginning, right? So the same thing happened with BBS pretty much. And uh, in the beginning, we were a branding community. That's it. And uh, I quickly realized that that was not the way to go because for two reasons. The first one was the perception of people because branding is not everything, right? And I am so much more than just a brand specialist. Um, and uh, the second thing is that I felt like um, I could give people a really unique place that is kind of like a one-stop shop for growing your business. That was my goal. So we came to a point where BBS had to be rebranded and that was actually only a few months ago. We just really executed it. So now BBS is the place where you come to bridge the gap between business and branding. So mm. it's somewhere in the middle between a business and a branding community, but it focuses on every single aspect of um, growing, launching and scaling a brand. Well, I absolutely love that. I'm a big fan of the like one-stop solution. Uh, that's how I built GTEx because uh, I believe that when someone is part of uh, a, a journey, uh, is is very difficult to follow too many people. Uh, it's very difficult. Mm -hmm. It's better to follow few people and just stick with them up until you get the results you want, and then you move on. Uh, while I think there is a tendency because there are so many like micro niche specialized communities where people uh, are now uh, just creating these Frankenstein businesses. And that's why I love BBS because someone goes in is like, okay, I, I, I have enough here <laughs> to keep growing in all the different aspects. And I run a lot of courses for BBS, like uh, the sales training, uh, selling from the stage and so on, um, which is part of the additional things that, that I know they're part of the community. So that's your focus. In terms of, uh, uh, now I want to talk about the onboarding side because uh, the onboarding is uh, one of the most important parts of the process is what sets the tone. And, yeah. uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people, uh, they would just, you know, put a, like a Facebook message in the Facebook group. Hey, welcome. <laughs> and that's as far as the, the onboarding goes. But you go uh, beyond that. So tell us a bit more about uh, some of the things that you do to make your onboarding process stand out. So, well, when we started BBS, it was pretty much that. <laughs> it was pretty much a message in a Facebook group. And again, something that we knew this whole time we really wanted to change. But, you know, when you want to rebrand something and change the user experience, it's really, it takes a lot of time to figure out what is the right place to be when it comes to especially onboarding. Because the onboarding doesn't just set the tone. It's, it's the first piece of your retention strategy. Because if you think about it, how do you make sure that your members stay for a long, long time? Well, well, the first impression matters. So what we did was we moved our onboarding process entirely on the website, the membership site itself. So what most other people do is they have a Facebook group and most of it happens there and they just have a few trainings on a membership site. But yeah. we made sure now that the membership site is like front and center. So the onboarding process is made out of four or five steps and it walks them through everything. And one key thing that we added is um, a whole page of it dedicated to asking people to share that they've joined us, providing them with a little content template and asking them to share. 
And at first we were like, let's try this without an incentive. And they still share it because people love bragging about what they've invested mm -hmm. in because they're excited, right? So we added that as a part of the onboarding process. And I haven't really seen that before as part of a community's process. So it's working very well. And mm -hmm. then we just lead them to the main communication channel to make sure that they know exactly where it is. And we support that with um, an email sequence that is not one of those every single day you receive an email. That's what we went mm -hmm. through last time. It's one of these onboarding sequences that continues in time so that it actually becomes a retention sequence. So for example, there's mm -hmm. an email reminder that they can be affiliates. There's an email with a survey link so that we can see um, their opinion on the membership so far and keep improving. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, uh, that's brilliant. Uh, I like it. So what uh, uh, I'm curious because also now on Facebook groups, you can create modules. So what was your decision to create the onboarding process in the membership site and not using the modules in the Facebook group? That's out of curiosity. That's actually a great question because at first I also created some units in the Facebook group and my first idea was, should I do the onboarding process here? And then I realized two things. Number one, I have a team of designers and web developers in-house. <laughs> and number two was one of the problems problems we had up until now was that people get so much value from our calls and all the other stuff that we do like the, the chat and the Facebook group that they forget to actually log into the membership site so they don't <laughs> see the new content that we put on there and that's a huge problem because there is so much value I mean we add new content bi-weekly so that was the main reason why we moved everything because now I can see it in the system that they're logging in like 10-15 times a day going through different trainings, which is huge. That's probably a 200% increase to how often they used to. So now, so we told that that's brilliant. That's brilliant. That's something definitely to take on board. Um, because uh, if, you, if you go around, you find that all the people, everyone is doing the same old things. And there has been really very little innovation on how the people feel welcome as part of the community. And uh, I really wanted to do this interview on this topic because I was attending, uh, I, I'm, uh, I was just came from speaking at an event in, in Lithuania. And in fact, I'm, I'm still in Lithuania at the moment. And there was one of the speakers that uh, he was the main designer of packaging at Burberry. And he was one of the main keynote speakers. And what he was saying is that right now in the digital world where people are onboarding, where people are buying online products or online services, sometimes there is not even any more that human touch that makes someone feel welcome or feel them, make them feel loyal to the brand. While if you go in store, you know, there are so many different touch points that makes you feel that you want to invest in that brand. And it is important for us, even in particular in the online world, to think, what can we do? How can we go the extra mile to, to create that sense of community? And if we are not giving something physical, what else can we give? What else can we create with them? So th thank, you, thank you for answering the question. Uh, I, I want to now to move on uh, the, um, in the, the process in between, because uh, in terms of content creation, what are some of the things that you are doing in terms of content of the membership side that are different from what a lot of other membership side are doing? So obviously the typical thing that 
all of us do is add content to the membership site. Of course, that's a given. Like, that shouldn't even be discussed. And I hear people saying things like, we update our membership site monthly. I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. You should update it, not monthly, but at least by weekly. So, <laughs> but something brand new that I came up with that everybody loves is once a week, every single week, I go live in our Facebook group and I do a live branding and social media audit for one member. So we made a list and we told people, put down your name if you want to be next. The list filled up immediately because everybody wants that. And it turned out to be a great success. So I would go live for between 15 and 20 minutes. Um, and I would go to their main social media accounts website and give them feedback on the content. So I would literally tell them, okay, let's take the sales post. Here's what's wrong with it. Here's how to make it better. Here's what you should talk about next time. And that 20 minutes gives them so much to work on. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. And I haven't really seen that done in a membership, but honestly, it doesn't even take much of your time, but it's so yeah. valuable. That, that's brilliant. So that's one of the things. What is something else that you do in, a, in that side? It's a bit different. Well, we wanted to, it kind of plays into content, I think. Yeah, because we had the Facebook group, right? But every membership has a Facebook group. And what I don't like about it is that a Facebook group is not like a chat channel. The conversation cannot exactly flow 24-7. And I wanted to create an environment where they can literally get help from someone, even if it's not me, 24-7, in a more well-structured environment. And a Facebook group is not that structured. So I introduced a new platform that um, became our main communication platform, and that's an app called Discord, uh, which is basically you can create different chat channels inside. And members say that the most valuable thing in the membership now after the calls is Discord because once you log in, it's not just one channel. What we did is we have a business channel, personal channel, health, and spiritual. So literally, if you want to nice. talk to us about the last meditation you did, you come to the spiritual. Nice. If you In the health channel, I put all of the health experts in BBS because we have so many in so many different niches. And so now they provide help to anybody who asks for something related to their health. Love it. That's, oh, that's slick. Absolutely love it. In particular, because that's one of the challenges when you're in a Facebook group or some people use Messenger group or WhatsApp group. Um, it, gets, uh, it gets overwhelming very fast and very quick. And in fact, uh, I'm going to try. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a go about Discord because I didn't even know about this app. So I'm definitely going to, to check it out. And I invite everyone else to listen and say, okay, what can I do to make it better? Because um, if you are not uh, doing something, uh, if you're not thinking about the experience that your clients will have, they will leave you. And they will go to someone else that will provide them a better experience. So that's in your interest <laughs> to try out some of this stuff. That's true. You know how I know that that's true? We mm -hmm. recently made the statistic that between uh, 40 and 50% of all of our members come to BBS because they've been burned by another place that basically didn't think about innovation at all, didn't think about the user experience. So they just wasted their money and then they found BBS and they were like, oh, finally. So it's crazy. I mean, there's so many communities that make these wild promises like, oh, you're going to get rich in 90 days. Um, mm -hmm. Some people were just rude for millions of dollars. I just heard the news today because they made that promise when you, uh, I think it was a coaching program or a community. 
So my advice to everybody listening to this is not only always try to do better, but just never promise anything that you're not 100% sure you can deliver. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's really important. In particular, wherever you make financial promises, you got to back them up because then they can sue your ass <laughs> if you don't deliver. And then uh, that's a problem, a big problem. <laughs> I want to say hi to everyone that joined. Chrissy, thank you very much for joining. Great to see you, Sonia. What else do we have, Ron? If you have any questions yeah. as well on how to create great communities online, then ask away because uh, we have the, last, the next few minutes of this, uh, of this interview. Now, I want to go and move into the, the last part, the last questions that I have, which is now about retention. Because uh, to build a membership site and a community is a lot of work. That's what people don't realize. It's like, oh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm going to put a video a month and then I'm going to have passive income for the rest of my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good luck with that. <laughs> People leave and you spend so much time, resources, money to get people to join. But actually, yeah. you make money as a business if they stick. And if they stick for two months, three months, you're actually losing money. And you make money when they stay for a longer period of time. So what are you doing for retention? What are some of the things you put in place for retention? This. That's my, can you still see me, by the way? Yes, you can. Um, yeah, my I can favorite see you now. Okay, because something happened with my Wi-Fi, I think. So retention is the biggest thing yeah. for sure. And as I said, it, it definitely begins with your onboarding process. So always like, think of your onboarding process as the, as the first step towards retention. And then what I personally do is I have a system where uh, we track, because I have a team. Like when you join BBS, it's not just a one-woman show. We actually have a team that supports you 24-7. So... Uh, what we do is we notice if somebody has not engaged for over 20 days. I feel like two weeks is too little, 30 days is too much. So for me, I, I think 20 days is a good amount of time. Well, bad amount of time, really, for somebody to not engage. And so we kind of flag those people and enter them into a preset automation. So basically an email sequence that kind of tackles that lack of engagement. So it starts with a slight nudge. You know, then it goes into reminding them of what's coming. Then it goes into asking them to mm -hmm. send me a personal email where that personal touch plays a part. For me, it's all about the personal touch. So I always ask them to send me an email with any suggestions, questions, ideas, or even doubts, you know. So the email sequence is a huge part of that. And obviously, it goes without saying that you constantly need to be doing things that are of value. Like we invite guest experts all the time, like you. Um, who deliver trainings that I personally cannot deliver because I'm not an expert in, let's say, webinars. I actually hate them. <laughs> so that goes without saying. So apart from the email sequence, um, we sometimes, if, if the person has not engaged for over a month, then I actually reach out personally um, because you have no idea how many times it has happened that somebody just felt a little bit shy or somebody just felt a little bit outnumbered because, you know, some people have anxiety. So when they join a place that is so engaging, where people just never shut up because that's BBS, they feel a little bit out of place. So I literally have at least a dozen times where I have personally reached out. And after 24 hours, they immediately started engaging and I retained them. And they're still there years later. Um, so that together yeah. with the email sequence is very, very big. It works amazingly. That's that's brilliant. So 
we gotta I gotta go and shoot up for another interview right now. Uh, I want to do a very cold, great call to action because uh, uh, BBS is opening for applications right now. Uh, there is something that if you want to learn about branding business, uh, BBS is an incredible community. I've seen it build from the ground up, from uh, literally moment zero to now the incredible community that it is. So there is the link here in the in the comments. Uh, if you are listening to the podcast, the link is in the show notes. Make sure you join uh, BBS because it is an absolutely incredible community. Uh, that's it. Yeah, I need to shoot off. Thank you very much for uh, being here and uh, sharing this value nuggets with us. And uh, for everyone else that is watching or listening, thank you very much for joining. I'll see you in the next one. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everyone.